So, Shakir, this place, as you walk through, the place gets to be more and more of a shell and a nest. You know what I mean? It's like the buildings all close in over top. They all kind of lean towards each other over the streets, and the whole thing takes on a very chambered shell feeling as you walk down the street. There is no end of good places for an ambush along this road. From above, as you were descending from the Buster Station, when you got a glimpse of the whole district after you broke the haze, you'd figure this place could comfortably house maybe 2,000 people based on a decent amount of space and living area for everybody. 2,000 seems about right. Now that you're in the thick of it, you get the sense that it's more like 12. The streets are crowded and the whole weight of the city is just crushing down on this place. There's no actual physical sensation of it, but there's a definite spiritual weight for some reason that's just pushing down on everything here. It's quite a spot. And it gets more crushing the farther ahead of you she gets. Now, six feet is usually pretty good because it gives you both enough room to swing in case anything happens. And while you're not trying to look especially obtrusive, you know, like it's... There's something about this that has you wanting to keep movement a little more tactical. Finally, Delilah, you uh, reach the intersection where there's like, just a little corner beer tap room. Across the street, there's a small bodega, and then dominating the other two corners is Doris and Associates, Carnage Hauling and scrap. Welcome to Runelanders. I'm Matt Adam, your host and friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and so it's my job to let you know that Runelanders contains coarse language and things that might offend sensitive listeners, and so listener discretion is strongly advised. Now, if that sort of thing is your sort of thing, then dig, if you will, the mysteries, magic and mayhem, which follow a felonious fellowship's forays from salons and saloons into parlors of power and places unknown in, around, above, and beneath Byzantine Bailey Mina. Having returned from an autumn spent lost in the dream, will our fiends survive the winter in the city of steel and steam? We could tell you all about it, but we'd rather show you. We're the Runelanders. This is Rapscallions. So get ready, Runatics, and let's roll. Well, Scrap's never a good sign, she says, ducking into the bodega. Shakir's going to move in a way that keeps his eyes on her, but 
doesn't close the distance too far. Again, if now is the moment, they don't want to get caught up in each other trying to handle an ambush. There's a human-esque person behind the counter. She's wearing a blue shirt and a long, loose black skirt. Appears to be about 40. Delilah flashes her preoccupied smile, and while she's looking at an aisle a bit further away, takes a sniff at the air. Most bodegas make a food and do a pretty good job of it. She's trying to figure out what this one is. This one smells of soup. Like that mingled smell of everything you'll find in a kitchen that specializes in soups. Interestingly, everything here is in jars. There's nothing fresh. It's all been processed or packaged. And in the cold cabinets, they have bottles of water. She picks up a bottle of water and scoots over to where one would order soup, asking what the specials of the day are. There's a, a variety of bisques and broths and cream soups and chowders and stews and as well as a small but detailed Gygax and Arneson menu. Have there been people on the streets as we've been making our way this way? All over the place. Like I said, the place looks suitable for about 2,000. It's more like 12,000 to move. Somebody nearby that could maybe use some nice filling soup? Oh yes, definitely. All kinds. And she will get the most filling soup they offer. Okay, this is a potato and bacon thing. And you notice as he kind of scoops out from the pot into a container, it's one of those cheap clay containers with the wax lids, like the wax seal lids that people just eat the soup out of and smash on the fucking sidewalk. Nobody properly takes to the kilns, you know? They still do them like that down here, I guess. They haven't graduated to paper, but yeah, it's a pot of soup, weighs about two pounds hands it to you and waves you off towards the front counter. When you get back to the front counter, there's a halfling there, or maybe a gnome, hard to tell, uh, wearing a big hat and swaddled up. Puts a silver dollar on the counter, grabs a pack of cigarettes, and then walks back out into the street. The woman behind the counter looks at you and looks at the soup and says, uh, that'll be a silver. Delilah fishes two out of her pocket. Did you get much business from the warehouse across the way? Oh, uh, the Bugtorises boys, they, yeah, they, they come in here for lunch now and again. It smells really good in here. I'm surprised it's not more often. Well, he treats his people pretty good, as I understand it. You know, Mr. Mr. Doris, he, he's a pillar of the community, really. So I wouldn't be surprised if he, yeah. You know, I mean, now and then, now and then, I'll get a I'd get a catering order for a bunch of gigaxes and soup and things like that for big events. But really, I mean, the security that he brings to the neighborhood—it's—it's it's just unparalleled. I, I'm so glad he's there. She smiles. Well, thanks. You bet. Um, take a bun with that. Oh, thank you. 
she does so. It's a nice, warm, fresh bun again in a clay pot and a pat of butter pressed between two pieces of wax paper. She nods and waves as she ducks out. Shakir, what have you been doing while she's in there? Shakir's basically been trying to keep his eyes on as much as he can, making sure no one is sneaking up or keeping an eye on anyone who looks like they're maybe watching them or maneuvering around or anything of that sort. He's basically, he's back in, you know, looking out for an ambush mode. Right after Delilah ducks in, the door opens up at Dorish and Company. And this halfling fella in a big hat comes out, looks both ways before he crosses the street, walks over, walks into the bodega, comes back out a second later to light a smoke, and then saunters off over to Dorish's, whistling halfway across the street. A few seconds later, a taxi pulls up, and this guy, that's smoking halfling, mounts up and rides away. Delilah comes out a minute later with some soup and a bun and some butter. Shakir will especially be watching to make sure that nothing is... And no one starts moving as soon as Delilah comes out. Nope, there's a couple of bums sitting against a watering trough uh, next to a one of the pubs that... It's got one of those uh, thermoluminescent signs, like most of the tubes are broken and... So it's this weird thing that kind of looks like a weird glyph that blinks on and off. And there's a couple of beer signs in the window and some bums leaning on the watering trough that clearly has no water in it because there's another bum passed out in it. You know, there's a couple of blanket hobos and stuff like that. But by and large, the traffic on this sidewalk is fairly normal. It's just people going about their business. That halfling who came out of the Dorish and Company bought some smokes, got in a cab, and took off. People are coming and going from Dorish and Associates, in fact. Delilah heads over to the gentleman by the trough and uh, leans down to offer them soup. Uh, what kind? It's a potato and bacon. Uh, you know, no, I had a big lunch. Thanks, though. Hey, ain't you Delilah Delray? Who's that? Sorry, you reminded me of somebody. Can I ask you a question? Seems likely. How old is your youngest cousin? Killed. Thirteen last week. Well, mine just turned twenty-seven. How you doing? Handsome Ken. Beggar's chief. Styes district. Welcome to my home. Why, thank you. You've picked quite a corner to camp out on. It's the safest one. There's a killer out there, you know? Funny, all the broadsheets said he was hanged. Who's your friend? He's a stray swordsman, I found. Stray swordsman? Because I gotta say, that guy looks familiar to me. What's his name? And I let him tell you. And she glances over her shoulder and nods at Shakir and does that come over here gesture with her head. Holy fucking shit. No kidding. 
Shakir Askari, how the hell are you, man? I'm sorry. Have we met? Corporal Ken Robel. I was with. We, we served at Venado, sir. At that, Shakir will blink and uh, relax a little bit. You look great. And Ken, for his part, looks like absolute fucking pitiable shit. He's, he looks like, you know, like, like just wretched and awful, and terrible and parked and hideous. But, you know, when you come over, he stands up and he's actually like six foot two and in pretty good shape. And when he actually smiles, his teeth are straight and white. And, you know, he's like, God, good to see you. Shit, it's been a while. It has. How, how have you been? Oh, not so bad. You know, putting the pension checks away. They're looking after my mom. Thanks for that. I got a good guild job and a decent spot, so I can't complain. Fucking check your Ascari. Oh, I'm glad I came to work today. Here we'll laugh a little bit. This this may be odd for Delilah. This may be the most relaxed she's probably seen Shakir in a while. She has to some degree taken over watching the plants around them, but also just watching the conversation. Ah, so where did you wind up? What are you doing now? Stray swordsman. Yes, I uh, <laughs> am out on my own. Independent, not part of the guild. Well, we make our decisions. Hasn't worked. It works out pretty good for some people. Not so good for others, but you look like you're doing well enough. Me, I went guild. You know, my dad was a beggar. His dad was a beggar. I got a natural talent for it. The army wasn't my thing. Nor, nor I, when it all came out to it. I set out for a while, tried to find something, and uh, eventually came home. That's, uh, well, that's, don't we all? Like, we, we get around. My, my wife's from the continent. You should come by. I may do that. You gotta, you gotta, here. And he pats his pockets and, you know, he goes over and lifts up the corner of his wretched ass blanket and pulls out a pen and a, and a piece of, and a pad of paper and scribbles down an address, rips off the piece of paper. This man, it's 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 so good to see you. Can I call you Shakir? We're not in the army anymore, right? Absolutely not. Oh God, uh, Shakir, it's good to see you, man. And it is good to see you. I saw the uh, the captain not long ago. Really, he's still around. Apparently so. You know, I heard he was hiring guys for a job a while back. Said nothing of that to me, but perhaps I'm not the sort he was looking for. Well, by the look of that cloak, he couldn't afford you. Anyway, listen, I gotta get back to work, but Shakir, um, I got nothing but great things to say about it. Man, it is good to see you. Uh, what brings you down here, anyway, especially here to Doris? How much? Well, I shouldn't say that. I guess I guess Shakir probably didn't hear what um, Delilah was saying. Does the name Dorish ring a bell for Delilah, for that matter? Is that a guy with guild connections? He's not really gilded up, but probably he, he's a ward counselor. 
Like this place across the way, it's not as run down as everything else. It should be mentioned. Like all the lights are on in the sign and uh, all the lights on the building work and the steam is pouring out of vents properly. And like, it's not a terrible spot. Like it, this is a shitty neighborhood. Let's not make any doubts of that, right? Like the place is in a gross sort of spot, but it's in good repair. There's all of this uh, speckled. It's about three stories, this place. Uh, it's stone. It's got a, a slate roof. And uh, the windows are all stained glass, but iron barred. You know what I mean? Anyway, the uh, roof and upper walls are coated in this bituminous black gruel. It's like this this uh, slick tar which doesn't look much doesn't look like tar so much as an accumulation of the pollution that just rains on this area. Uh, like I said, although it is a better repaired, cleaner, nicer than everything that doesn't make it Tony and Uptown, right? Um, yeah, that's what you can see. All the letters are all lit up, doors and associates. Door is open. You can see there's a a lobby and a desk behind that from where you're standing. Refram mentioned that he was a counselor. Uh, then Shakir will just tell Ken, we are looking into the the killings that have been happening. I am helping uh, Miss Delilah, and we were led to believe that there was uh, someone down in this area who might know something. Well, Doris knows just pretty much about everything that goes on around here, right? Now, the place, it should be mentioned, since you're right there and can read it, is spelled D-O-R-Y apostrophe Ash, right? It's that weird S-H fusion letter that we don't have in English, but they have in the Runelands alphabets. Shakir will nod when he mentions that. Yes, that is what we were told. You ever met the man himself working out here? He comes and goes now and again, usually just straight out the front into a cab and then off. Uh, he's, he's rich fella, but uh, rarefied, you know. He's got a couple of problems. Uh, nobody's that healthy here, you know. Got a pretty good dose of red face if you don't keep up on it. But God, I'd hate to live here, you know what I mean? He does, so... Sick all the time, like everybody else who does. She nods. You know where he goes to treat it or help keep it less virulent? Well, I know he does a lot of business at the uh, perfumer. Like, there's a chemist's up the way. It's, um, it's called Liquid Pleasures. You'll see it. And when you get there, you'll know why he does business there. And they probably know more about him than I do, to be honest with you. That's where I've seen him go more than anywhere else. Comes back with bags and bags of stuff from the place. In fact, that's usually why he leaves. Well, thank you. That's real helpful. You know somebody that could use this suit? Hey, Jim. The guy laying there, completely insensible. He hadn't moved. Like, you weren't even sure he was breathing. There was, it's like, 
a mosquito, a big, fat, half-sturge-sized mosquito, was getting fat drinking off of his toe. Sits up and goes, yeah. You want some soup? Sure, I'm starving. Do you mind? Can I, can I take 15? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks. Hey, I know you. You're the Iron Fire Bramble Lady, right? So I am. Yeah, you're, uh, your gal, Luca. Oh my god, what a dancer. Oh, I'm filling in from, uh, White Collar and High Society. Ken needed a backup, and he's my cousin. Oh, yeah. She's great. Yeah, hang on. Here, check. Here, you, you might remember from this. And with that, this wretched blisters and warts and shit all over his face flashes you the winningest Colgate smile. And you can see that, like, the, the makeup is fantastic. He said, yes, some high-quality guild performances here. You were actually sold for most of that time, i got to say. She laughs. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Absolutely, Miss Del Rey, it's our pleasure. But uh, I'll finish this soup off. That, that's okay. Ken's sitting there. She's like, yeah, we're, we're shot. we got to move across uh, for a while anyway. Eh, good enough while it lasted. Let somebody else have the corner for a while. Good to see you, Shakir. Seriously, take me up on that. I'll be happy to have you by for supper. Meet the family. I will. Thank you. And the two criminals wander off, eating soup and chatting between them with their blankets tucked over their shoulder and, you know, to find a new place to set up. Off to liquid pleasures for us, I suppose, Shakir. It seems that way. The Alchemist's Quarter in the Styles. You've known alchemists, Delilah. They're everywhere throughout the city. There's chemists on every other corner throughout the city. They're not uncommon. This place, they're all concentrated because if you had to guess, there's not a lot of regulation down here. In fact, you don't see a lot of guild sign for the Alchemist Guild anywhere. It strikes you that much of this is off the books. At the same time, Liquid Pleasures has that kind of smell about it. And it's partially personal lubricant and perfume and oils and liquids and lubricants and greases and salves and ointments and balms and potions of all kinds and lotions and what have you and as you walk in it's got all the normal glass cases like a curated display of all its various wares various bongs and sprayers and atomizers for the seriously inclined and there's like inks and Various bottles and tinning, all manner of whatever your liquid pleasure is. So behind the counter here is a tall elf, Amruni, Eastern, like six foot four, skinny as a whip, dressed in very, you know how a fashion trend will hit the runways and then you'll find it at, you know, S-Mart. Where it's kind of the same cut, it's it's an homage to the garment that 
was famous and very fashionable and so very poor people can dress like their idols. That's how she's dressed, those sort of fashions. Hello, welcome to Liquid Pleasures. Hello, thank you. Is there anything at all that I can help you with? I mean, obviously we've got everything, so I should probably narrow that down a bit. What is it that I can help you with? You look like a perfume gal. I am, I admit. I've also got a friend with the red face, and he's looking to help calm that down. Oh, I've got a salve for that. It won't itch at all. Don't worry about it. I'll set it up. Although, you know, I've got to say, mine is good, but if you're looking for the best, the best salve for red face anyway. This is as far as I'll go with that. Um, Raphram, I have some of his stuff here. I can sell it to you. But in the future, just go get it from him. It's easier. Perfume, though, I'm your gal. This close to dead winter, I'm looking for something warm. Yes, uh, oh, good choice. Okay, well, this is, this is very cinnamon and cloves. And uh, there's a long and detailed discussion about perfumes, Shakir, that misses you on several different levels. Not that you don't appreciate a good smell, you sample a few of her wares, and some of them are quite delicate and uh, well done. You know, if perfume was an especial interest of yours, some of these actually aren't offensive. Shakir is also amusing himself considering some of the other things that they sell here by imagining the faces of his family if they knew he was anywhere within a hundred yards of this place. Uh, over in that corner, there's also like a variety of uh, particular appliances to go with those lubricants and various concoctions. So, yeah, it's, it's eye-opening. You didn't know that these sorts of things existed or that uh, there were so many of them in so many different kinds. You were a soldier too, let's face it. There's no, like, like being honest with everybody, there's not much that shocks you, but there's some new shit in here that you didn't know about, honestly. He looks over at one, it's like, that's what Dugan th told me he saw someone doing on leave whatever. Yeah, it's on the package for one of these glyph stones, right? One of these knockoff glass glyph stones with the shitty picture and the, you know, they're mass produced to, you know, 10 for a copper and sold for a silver. They're, they're, they're a racket. You get them all in the cheaper ports on the empire, right? But uh, yeah, this is the sort of thing. These are all, well, it's all porn, right? But yeah, so you, you're kind of checking this out and smirking at this and laughing at that and remembering Dugan with his, yeah, well, that's what they were talking about. Good jokes. Back to Delilah at the front. You know, I gotta say, this is a hell of a bestseller for me, although I think it's a little heavy for you. The guy I normally sell it to, he's, um, he needs a real cover, you know what I mean? No, oh, what's he trying to get rid of? I uh, just always like I. I don't think it's very. Now, 
granted, this is a seaside location, so a little humidity is to be expected, but he's just like, he always smells damp and musty, you know? Like, it's just, it's just gross. Like, he's always got, his clothes have been wet too long, you know what I mean? It's like that weird cat piss mildew smell. Delilah wrinkles her nose. Ugh, how do you possibly cover that up? Well, you know, he's Dory, so I had to brew up something this it's special. It's heavy. It's really heavy. Like, I, you see that? You, that wouldn't suit you at all. I think you, like you said, warm, right? So, like, cinnamon and cloves. This is really floral. It's it's heavy. It's, it's like a bash. And you're not a basher, are you? No, I suppose not. So, anyway, yeah, I think this would go well for you, and that would go well for you, and um, you there in the back, that's all for sale, but uh, don't touch it, okay? Don't worry. Yeah, not the merchandise, buddy. You know what I mean. Hands out of your pockets, okay? Sorry, there's like, you wouldn't believe some of the people I get in here. I try to run a, an honest business. I mean, who doesn't fuck, right? Oh, sorry. Did that offend you? No, of course not. Right. but So you know what I mean? A lot of people just get upset. They say this is between people. Whatever. It sells. It's money. These are the styles. Delilah nods. I really don't think you'll have to worry about him, though. No? All right. Well, anyway. See anything that grabs you? She does, in fact, end up with something a little cinnamony that she's not a huge fan of cloves. Well, this is like, I mean, this is cinnamon and cloves. This is cinnamon and citrus. This is cinnamon and vanilla. This is, you know, this is various warm and scents that I can't really get into with you because I don't have a sense of smell. Did you know that? I didn't. I'm so sorry. No, it's a side effect of my condition. I taste things in a very blunted fashion. So um, I will occasionally eat things that are bad for me and get food poisoning because they're not terribly off tasting so I don't notice but yeah no it's a side effect of my condition anyway so yes cinnamon and citrus and vanilla and high notes of this and low notes of other things that smell great but I won't get into that it will move on um you put a little bottle that smells decently enough. Uh, Luca, it smells like Luca. You know, in her more low-cut, high-cut, slid up to here and down to there moments. Delilah smiles and will take that for a gift. So, anything else? Uh, for herself, cinnamon, leather, amber. Oh, good choices. This is actually a decent perfumery. Believe it or not, here in the shittiest part of the city, a whole decent bevy of wonderful smells. She 
she's duly excited by the discovery and uh, forks over the money happily. Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, it's been a pleasure doing business with you. Anything for you, sir? No, thank you. Just looking around. Okay. Well, thanks, and keep me in mind. Delilah tucks the tiny bag under her coat and heads back over to Shakir. I think we found what we're looking for. Is that right? Yeah, we've got something anyway. Want to see if we can head back and meet up? Yes, let us do that. So as you're walking down the street, you remember that hustler who was working, filling in for Ken? The one that now has soup. He comes wandering back down the street. And he nods at you. And he says, Hey, listen, I, I don't want to bother you, but um, what the soup and all, and Ken speaking so highly of your friends, I gotta say, I'm not as happy to see you as he was, because I know who you are, Miss Delray. And I know that you showing up here can't be good for my business, especially not if you're looking at Doris. Being frank, I've been casing this place for a couple of weeks and I got things that you want to know I was going to use them myself, but once you're done with them, once if, if you're going in there, there's going to be, I got a feeling. Let's just say I got a feeling. So for a hundred dollars, I can make things very easy on you. Oh, well, I apologize that my presence seems likely to disrupt your business. Well, no, it's just that if you're asking about Dorish, Let's just say I know your reputation, and I know that you won't let him... He's not a good person. Everybody thinks the world of him around here. Because that's the smart thing to do. That's what we've been picking up. Yeah. See, I got word a couple of months ago that he had some rare pearls. I need pearls because the... Duchess of Harnor loves her some pearls. Now, currently, I'm supposed to be on a sabbatical painting in Maravilla. But once I finish with this volunteer, with the voluntary hours down here, you know, grad work. And with that, he rolls his eyes. I can go back to my regular job that said, without the pearls, it's going to be, well, they were my returning presents to my waiting lady love, if you know what I mean. I'm going to need to come up with some pearls. She nods, and that's what you want the money for. That's about it. I'm not trying to rip you off, Miss Delray. You of all people... No honor among thieves, but sense in the guild. You're the... Well, you're the queen, aren't you? She smirks. We build our business on the people around us. And if we don't know how to treat them, then we're not going to build anything. 
just hoping for a minor government job in a couple of years, you know? Start off as a hustler, wind up as a senator. Not an uncommon ambition, from what I understand. Here, listen, I'm too smart to carry that much on me, but... Well, I can... You know what? I got a box at the Guild Hall. Cut Handsome Ken in for 20% and leave it with him. She nods and pulls out 20. Here's what I got for now. He takes the 20 and it vanishes instantly, like with a flick of his fingers. I'll hand that to Ken and you can put the rest of my box. The rest will be there. And he spits in his hand and it, it spits in his right hand and extends it for a shake. Delilah does the same, same and shakes his hand. Okay, so I've been doing some research on this place to see if I can get in and get those pearls. Now, I've been here for a couple of days watching the place across the street with Ken. He's been good enough to share his plot with me. Turns out an infirm brother has doubled his revenue, so I don't mind. I'm not taking a cut. I've got a few bucks. But there is a lot going on in and out of this place here at Dorsch. Everybody around here will tell you that he's the best thing because that's the smart thing. He's got a couple of guards go with him everywhere, but he's got no end of muscle around. And it's not a good idea to cross him anywhere around here. I've also noticed that his security is tight as a drum. There are rumors all over the place that, well, he's got big scary monsters in that warehouse somehow. But he makes a lot of money and he ain't got a lot of friends, but he does a lot of business. Oh, and also he had like a half ton of shellfish delivered from uptown recently. So whatever you want to do with that. Oh, that's quite a lot, isn't it? I guess he's got some kind of aquarium or something in there. Aquarium's an unusual hobby in a place where the air will turn the water caustic. Yeah, I guess it is a little strange. Oh, well, maybe that's why he got so much. Maybe so. Anyway, thanks for the pearl money. I'll give this to Ken. Sure, thank you for your help. Anything else you got, just let me know. You bet. If I think of anything, I'll let you know. Good luck getting back up where you can breathe. Shakir, as you walk down the street, there are eyeballs on you. You can see that people are watching you and uh, trying to be subtle about it, but doing a fucking terrible job. Shakir's going to let them look. He trusts in his ability to realize when something's about to happen rather than potentially scare off something that could be helpful to them. There's Eyeball and Delilah, and then there's Eyeball, and, and uh, you notice Shakir noticing them, noticing you and Shakir. It's then you notice that uh, there are people starting to move out into the street in front of you. It's busy here on the street at this hour of the day. But it's starting to get clearer around you and uh, harder to get down the street. Roll initiative. 
while Delilah uh, searches for her dice and her sheet. Uh, that's a 27. That's awesome. Come on, we know it's going to be up for Shakir anyway. That's probably true. Uh, after rolling a 19, I'm going after Shakir on 25. Princess of Blades. Maybe the Contest? Shakir, you're up. The situation that you find yourselves in is that as you're walking along the street, you notice that a small area has opened up around you. You notice it about the time that it gets big enough to swing a sword without obstruction. Delilah, this fact does not escape you either. Your neck hairs both go off at the same time. It is therefore fortunate when the big man steps out of the crowd. He's probably six and a half feet tall on the large side of human, but really misshapen under that big coat. Um, he's got a tricorn hat that's pulled down over his face and like I mean you really are just assuming that this person is masculine by the cut of the coat he steps out of the crowd and the crowd steps back from him with a pulse in your mind you can hear you are in the wrong place leave now and no harm will befall you that will take Shakir a little bit of back so he will glance at Delilah just to kind of see if she recognized this as well. Delilah is visibly bristling. Well then, uh, Shakir will draw. He won't engage yet because he's not 100% sure on what he's dealing with, but uh, he'll just hold for now. We have no animosity against you, Angel. This is not your purview. That's not how things work in my city. Then your choice is made. And with that, the figure opens its coat and shrugs its coat off and kind of flows out of it. And what you see is something that's not like six and a half feet tall, but more like seven foot two, thin and wiry and vaguely humanoid, but at the hips where the legs should, and legs and genitals and expiratory organs should be, it splits into four weird pale purple tentacles. The skin of this thing looks as though it is, well, it's the color of bruises and uh, all the hickeys and like just broken blood vessels under pale white skin. The face, there is no nose. There's a mouth, there are eyes, there are no visible ears or hair or neck, really, but uh, a nub that goes from shoulder to shoulder. These shoulders, however, uh, are both the size of a, an arastide ham, and uh, so are the forearms on this thing. The fingers are two inches across the back, easy. It throws its coat off and expands out to its full size. The shoulders and arms on this thing are inordinately big. The midsection is, is, is like boneless and like a cephalopod. Um, where this thing gets the muscles or gets the bones to support the muscles of its shoulders and arms and head, you don't know, but this is nowhere near human. It throws its coat off and bellows at you. Delilah is going to murmur a quick word to the city to uh, make its opinion known 
and cast bless on herself and Shakir. Um, I guess I'll clarify a little bit. Shakir is waiting for this thing to engage them. Uh, that's entirely too many limbs and entirely too many weird ways of moving for him to just charge into. You're going to hold? Yeah. Okay, Shakir. With that, your opponent gives up any semblance of humanoid posture and drops into a low spread of tentacles and limbs and hate-filled black eyes, which nonetheless gleam somewhat hotly at you from its cephalopod blop of a skull. Well, where a skull would be if it had one. Um, like I said, this looks like the head of an octopus tacked onto the back of a human's cranium. For reference, he shoots a long tentacular arm with broad, thick, suction-cupped fingers, which grabs you around your upper arm and wrenches you for a goodly wheel across to land on the hard cobblestones. You gain your feet in a single flowing movement, but uh, we're not prepared for him to have such reach. That must have been seven feet away, Shakir, and he appears to be unarmed. Good to know. Next time he makes a move for you, you should chop that piece off. Uh, did he... Uh, is it still holding on to Shakir's arm? No, it grabs you and just throws you away because, uh, you know, he's talking to Delilah sort of thing. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so you take that 18 psychic damage, and uh, as you as you roll to your feet, there is this fucking ooginess that just creeps in from where that pressure was touching you on your arm. You don't feel as though it actually broke the skin or, or bruised anything, but it's just this awful, crawling dread that worms its way down your spine and up your and like through your ribcage. It's fucking awful. Anyway, you shake it off, but uh, yeah, that was surprising. Now it's your turn. Okay, so seeing as he's a distance away, um, can he, with his left hand, pull one of his revolvers and take a couple shots? He certainly can. He's throwing you into pistol range. Oh, how courteous. All right, good deal. Uh, with the D4 from the Bless Spell, that's a 28 on the first shot. That's got him. Uh, 18 damage on the first shot. Okay. Now you've got his full attention. So Delilah, this this creature, this encephaloman grabs Shakir and throws him like 10 feet off to the side. Then as it turns to grab hold of you, Shakir ventilates its head because, well, you don't fuck with the Shakir, right? Um, the bullet hits the flesh and it just kind of goes and uh, blows it channel right through he turns his face to you and the exit wound on the other side is much bigger yeah he grabbed a lot of meat but uh don't seem to have hurt him much like it don't seem to have slowed him down much anyway who could tell what he's saying that's got his attention because uh turns his face away from you and back to shakir what do you do i call down some fire delilah snaps her fingers which creates a spark and then blows it at the thing uh, for Firebolt. 
All right. So you snap your fingers, call down the spark, blow it at the creature. It zips across. Roll your attack. 22. Roll damage. 17. All right. Your firebolt then hits it low in where its hip would be. There is an explosion of fire. It howls that, but there's no blackening or anything like that. Um, from where you see now the way it's turned to face Shakir, there's a large gaping bullet exit wound in the side of its head. Um, it reaches out now with either hand how it's look. It's got one eye on either of you. Who knows? But it grabs at each of you. So Lila's going to use her reaction to cast shield, which will up her armor class to 21. And so, Shakir, it grabs you again as its grasp goes whipping past Delilah. It uh, is deflected at the last minute uh, as Delilah raises two fingers and a, a, just a look of surprise comes across her features. Just that momentary startlement, like, oh, yes, well, as, as though... Uh, Somebody caught you flat-footed by saying the C word in front of your grandma, and then you have to just quickly recover from that, right? No more disturbing or anything like that. She just blocks it off to the side. Shakira, on the other hand, it goes to grab you again. Now, because these things do a lot of damage, I'm going to give you a chance to block it if you want. Sure. It will use one of your attack actions. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. Roll it up and beat a 26. 28. No problem. It shoots its one arm out to grab Delilah. Delilah pushes it aside with the magic of her very presence. Shakir, you slap it aside with your sword. And then he'll follow it up and try and cut the damn thing off. All right. Roll your attack. Nah, that's only a 14. Oh, never mind. Forgot my d4. 15. Roll damage. Okay, cool. Uh, 14 damage. All right. That one takes off the third finger. You swat the blow aside with the flat like you've been taught to, and with a quick turn of the blade, bring it down and uh, slice the little finger off. Now, the disturbing thing about this is when the finger hits the cobblestones, it scuttles on all of those suction cups towards you. You raise your foot and crush the tentacle finger uh, before it can get anywhere near you. There's this like awful green smelling ichor that like squishes out from under your boot. It pulls its hand back toward it pulls both of its hands back towards itself. And now really questioning the wisdom of putting in just one limb out towards Shakir. Delilah, you're up. Well, fire didn't do quite what Delilah wanted it to, so she's going to try the very essence of the city and sacred flame it for radiant damage. She crouches down and brushes her fingers along the cobblestones and just looks up to the sky, and what looks to be a shooting star falls. Yeah, like right out from under the buster. It's not uncommon to see, like, the glowing butts of cigars and cigarettes go flying out the windows of the buster. People are dirty like that. This is how that starts, right? 
like from out from under the buster platform, just like a, a little orange ember glowing brightly. But this one doesn't dim, just drops like a thunderbolt from heaven. Hits this thing square on. Roll dead. Making any dexterity saves right now. Total of nine. Okay, so with that, um the he pulls his limbs back in, raises himself up to what looks to be dive at you, and then this firebolt, just like this this big orange burning ball of divine fire falls out of from under the buster and clobbers him where he stands onto the ground, rolls over to the gutter where at 10 feet away from you he uses his action to dash down the drain like that schlarp like an octopus down a storm drain because you know that's basically what just happened that was disturbing yeah it sure was I don't think their version of no quarrel with us matches mine real well Shakir looks for, like, a nearby puddle or something so he can, like, wash the ick off his shoe. Runelanders is recorded live and curated, produced, and edited by me with indispensable help from Cassie Goodwin-Harrison, Matthew Harrison, Chris Stokovaz, Greg Sednick, and Carrie Copley. All the usual people played all the usual parts, and if you want to know more about them, you can find out all about them, all about the little Easter eggs that I scattered through these episodes, and so much more at runelanders.com. Watch for our vastly improved website coming up soon. That'll about do it for this episode. Next time on Moonlanders, we're gonna have some wicked awesome fun. You have to check it out. We'll see you then. I'm DM Matt Adam. I'm DM Good Guy. Reminding you to hold high and don't die. Until next. Take good care. Yeah.